live on that classic attraction Soren from Epcot Center or do they just call it Epcot now this is Fishon Wu and I have a brief public service announcement calling the magic Way nation the Mauets the Mao nation the Mauakins if you will Please send in show opens to help the guys out. Kevin, Danny, and Lee need some show opens. Now, as I fly through this evergreen forest on Soren, you guys are getting ready to listen to the next episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. Jombo, everyone. Harambe. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya, and you killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> that came on Easter Sunday. The Princess Bride is an Easter tradition? I guess so. It was on the Disney Channel. I was just like, oh, wow, it's Princess, you know, inconceivable. It's the Princess Bride. Inconceivable. 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 Can't mess with a, who was it, Sicilian? Is that what it is? Something like that? Yeah. When death is on the line. Yeah, when death is on, that's right. You, you know, it's funny. I almost did not do that intro because, you know, I was listening to Sean's new opening. And I also, I just wanted to go back into my Hulk Hogan wrestling thing. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> All you Mowats and Moicans. <laughs> what you going to do when Sean calls down for you to give us some new show openings? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's hard to do. The Guys, Hulk Hogan. never, never, ever do a Hulk Hogan impression in allergy season. That's right. That's that's <laughs> tough, man. That, You're that, gonna crack at some point. That was a good try, though. Yeah, I, I almost hung in there, but you know the cough was coming up. But anyway, my name is Kevin, and I'm Danny, brother. And, yeah, that's right, brother. And on the line, brother, we got Mr. Bot, the breath of testosterone himself, Lee. How you doing, Lee? Oh man, I'm just all testosteroned up over here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it's special. Unbelievable. Yeah, isn't that special? So anyway, welcome to the next uh, episode of the Magic Our Way podcast. This is number 71. And how are you guys doing? Doing good, man. I tell you what, that was a great opening by, by, by Sean. I know. I tell you, I, I'd be intimidated if I was a listener trying to... How do you, how do you come up with something that rivals that? I oh. mean... That's pretty good to be recording that on Soren. I thought that was like a. Um, I was trying to figure out what that was at first. It sounded like a roller coaster loading or something, and then when the yeah, the music I was trying clicked, to guess right. You know I what I gotta think is like I, I gotta think like what are these um, people next to him thinking? You know when he's going <laughs> up, and then he's sitting here recording this little thing, and it, you know it's not terribly loud, I guess, at the beginning when you're taking off, and then also the movie starts or something. So that's. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I think he puts his kids to either side of him, so that way he's got a buffer. He's got a little buffer zone. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Sean, yeah, called down the thunder, brother. And he wants uh, any of you guys to get creative. Look, you don't have, you're not, like we said, you're not going to match Sean because he's 28 miles from the park. dude. He can get there and do whatever he wants in whatever attraction as far as opening goes. So, like, you know, if, if probably if we wanted Tim to do something, I don't know, at the Haunted Mansion or something. Has he done that yet? I don't yeah, he did he, the Haunted Mansion. He did the Haunted Mansion? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, or if there's another attraction he wanted to do, I don't know, like like your favorite Toy Story or whatever. <laughs> That's what I thought it was going to be at first, and then it's like, oh, okay, it's sorry. Because I, I was about to laugh my butt off if that was Toy Story, because that'd be freaking hilarious. Uh, I think he only gets one crack at Toy Story. He's not going to waste that recording an intro. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, I would say that he's done a good job with the like naming our followers. Yeah, I mean, those are good. Like I, you know, like we we talked about this briefly once time one time before, and I, I think I said we can just call him Moe's. Moe's, yeah, yeah, and, and but Mo Nation, uh, Moicans. What was the other one he yeah, said? Yeah, let's see. Uh, I have a oh, written down. Be, what about Mohicans? Mohicans, Mohicans, yeah, he had the Magic Our Way Nation, Mowets, I guess for the female crowd, the Mowets, mm-hmm. the Mo Nation, the Mohicans, Mohicans. I like the Mohicans. I like Mohicans. <laughs> Let's go Mohicans for <laughs> unless somebody comes up with something better. Mohicans, it is for Color right now. Caller of the wind. So of course da, we're gonna da, need da, one da. caller who identifies himself as the last of the Mohicans. Hey. <laughs> Hey, there you go. We now have a, a Doc C. I think I think that's what we're calling him. Is that what it is? Doc C? Doc, in, Doc C. 
We're starting to amass quite a, a cast of characters here on the show. You know, Mr. Anonymous, Listener X, um, Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> he didn't really have a name, but uh, you know, every time I see his name, it's just like, oh, I just want to go into Matrix mode and just like, Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> Welcome to the Magic Our Way podcast. You know, it, it seems to me as though we're going to have to, uh, we're going to do, like, I, I'm already forgetting our listeners' names because they all have, have, have uh, surnames. Yeah. So we're going to have to work out a listing so that way I can remember who's who. Or if anybody wants to start a little wiki for us, that'll kind of help us keep <laughs> track of stuff. The, the MOW wiki, the MoWiki. <laughs> yeah, the MoWiki. Mo-wiki. There you go. This works. Anyway, so y'all, be, y'all, y'all have been having a good week, a good Easter, good Passover, whatever you guys celebrate or whatever you do. Well, my eyes weekend. are back to normal. So well, that's, that's good. good. I feel like I'm, I'm healing nicely. I still got the allergies going, but and, that's about it. And you still have the mood lighting in here, which is which Lee will, he's coming in town next week, so he'll get to witness the mood lighting that is in the studio at the moment. Yeah, I'll sit you right next to Eli, too. There you go. This is pretty nice. This is pretty nice. Bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow, chicka, bow. <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, listeners, or more weekends. I want to direct you guys to the www.magicourway.com website for all things Magic Our Way, so you can see our uh, social media stuff and everything else. I just want to do a quick mention of that. I'll go into more detail at the end of the show. And Lee, you got yourself a travel agency, sir. You want to tell the folks yes. what's up? Yeah. Um, so you got a friend in Lee travel agency. You got uh, a friend, you can, in Lee. which is an affiliate of Magic Our uh, Magical Moments Vacations. Excuse me, Magic Our Way Magical Moments Vacations, which is a uh, earmarked agency for Disney. So good stuff there. We got your back. The uh, MOW you for the MMV. <laughs> MMV. That's right. Uh, if you want to reach me, uh, you can get me at uh, 832-570-5490. Email me at lee at mmvagent.com. Check out my Facebook page at, uh, what is it, facebook.com. <laughs> Lost of Vika Travel. Lost of Vika Travel. But he's got the MM squared V happening for your travel needs. So go ahead and patronize. We'll, we'll repeat that at the end. Of course, we have that always in our show notes and on the website. So anyway, guys, I think it's time that we wrap up this jibber-jabber and go make some magic. All right, first things up, man. I wanted this. This is what I want to talk about. So, uh, Netcot Podcast was one of the first Disney podcasts that I started listening to back in 2005, 2006, along with like Ricky's podcast, Inside the Magic, and and Lou's podcast, you know, WW Radio thing, WW Today. But anyway, he he's been around for a while, and he's one of the first podcasts. I mean that I listened to that wasn't afraid to uh, criticize or poke fun a little bit in a very creative way. This guy is Van over at Netcop Podcast. He's, he's, he's very creative in his writing of his show. You know, he doesn't have terribly long shows, but they're, they're well, very well written. He does it all himself. Um, he does it for fun. He enjoys it. It's always a treat to listen to. And so that was one of the shows I religiously, you know, baited breath, man. Every week I'd go check that out. But anyway, he's been on kind of hiatus for a little while. And, you know, he may release a show here and there. But, you know, he just released a show this past week, and I couldn't be happy, man. It was just like old times. It was, it was like great. It was before I even had my own podcast thing. Oh, yeah. So the NetCop Podcast, Van just released a, a show last week, and I listened to it. It was, it was just like old times, man. It was a great show. Um, I don't know if it's any well-known. He's not really uh, in, in doing it for... Uh, you know, like the promotions, the sponsorships to make money, whether he, he even states at the beginning of the show, he just does this because he, he's fans and he enjoys doing it uh, for the fans and everything else. And he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's not afraid to point a little a critical uh, finger at the company every now and then, you know, albeit in his own creative way. So if you haven't checked out this podcast and, you know, he doesn't know I'm doing this, but, you know, it's just one of those things that influenced me to do this show because when he went on kind of hiatus and he went on a hiatus because he had kids, you know, and I can totally understand his pain. He had kids, you know, he had kids. His children are a pain. Yes. Yeah, it was just time, you know, and everything else. So it, it's like he had, he had, you know, it was hard for him to do the show. And he did it by himself. He, he's a solo act. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's a great show. You know, it doesn't take a long, a lot of your time. But if, you know, um, his followers used to be called Net Cotters. And I, I was a Net Cotter, of course. Still am, not was. So still am a not Net Cotter. So anyway, if you haven't had a chance to check out that show, man, that's a show that's been around for a while that, you know, it doesn't get the press that some of these other bigger guys get or some of these other shows, but uh, it's definitely worth a, w- a listen for a very well-produced and good-sounding show. So, you know, that, that's, I just want to just toss that out there. 
Van, I don't know if you listen to our show, but if you do, great, man. Uh, thanks for coming back. Hopefully, we'll get to hear more shows from you. Uh, but anyway, the shows that you have on stock, man, they're, are just as good to listen to again. So uh, good to see you back, man. Yeah, I, I remember when um, I remember when we first started up and, and I was asking you, it's like, so what do you want this show to sound like? This was a show you told me to go listen to. This was the no, show you were like, hey, go listen to this one. You know, it wasn't Inside the Magic. It wasn't Lou. It was, I mean, obviously those guys were all big, but this is the show that most, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, most you wanted to emulate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of glad to see he's coming back into the in, into the community. Yeah, I don't I don't know how uh, how full time he's going to be or how much time he has to do it, but it's glad that he's not completely gone. Like, there's some shows that I've listened to that have completely just disappeared or retired. You know, there used to be a show called Beta Mouse that talked nothing yeah. but like 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 Disney tech, which was freaking awesome. But it's good good to know that Van's still around, and so I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, his show's great, and and when he kind of took a hiatus, I felt the void. So that's when I was like, man, I I need to do something, and so that's when I was like, oh, well, let's start the show, and so here we are, and there he is. So, all right, the next thing I want to talk about, man, is Danny. You did some artwork, man. You did some artwork for a one Miss Kathleen Kelly. Yes, I did. Of the Special Mouse podcast and blog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does a travel blog. Uh, but she, you did. What, you want to tell us a little bit what what the artwork is for, what you what you drew it for? Why'd she, you know, why'd you do it? <laughs> uh, she's she's planning on writing a book. Uh, you know, a special needs guide for children uh, that have autism and parents who want to, you know, a little bit of an insider's guide as to what. Uh, steps they should take in order to help make their trip as magical as possible. So she she's writing this book and she's starting up a Kickstarter campaign uh, to to help her raise the funds necessary to write the book. And and you know she reached out to me to ask out asked me to help out with the the, the artwork because she saw what we had done, uh, you know, with various like show logos and that kind of thing. So um, anyway, so I put that together and I think it came out great. She loved it. Uh, so yeah, it, it's part of her Kickstarter image. It might even be the, the cover of the book that she uses. So, um, go look her up, go donate it. So it, it's definitely a, a, um, a worthwhile effort that she's making in order to go ahead and get this information out there. People should know this kind of stuff. Yeah, and so uh, I talked to Kathleen a little bit on Facebook today, and she sent me her press kit, and we're, hopefully we'll have her in her show in the next few weeks. Uh, but yeah, she's starting her Kickstarter campaign, will take, uh, which will take about a month uh, to go. It'll actually launch tomorrow. We're actually recording on the 8th, and this show will probably come out after that initially begins on mm-hmm. the Kickstarter, but we'll post it up all on social media and stuff to help her out. But it starts on April 9th and goes through May 7th, and I'll post a link to her Kickstarter. But she's ready, raising money to get this book going so that she can have it out by the end of the year. Uh, just let me, it was kind of paraphrased from her uh, uh, news release that she sent me. And I'll post this all on our website and everyplace else to kind of get you guys, let you guys know what it's all about. Uh, but she says, and she quotes, I've seen how therapeutic visits to Walt Disney World have been for our son over the past 12 years, says Kathy, who believes that the experience, while potentially overstimulating, can be a positive and engaging one for children with autism, many of whom develop a particular fascination for Disney characters, songs, and movies. Um, and then she goes on to say, but for their parents, the prospect of a family theme park vacation can be very nerve-wracking, or can be nerve-wracking, sorry. Um, anyway, just to kind of go on a little further down on the press kit, she's uh, in talking about this book. Um, she says, nevertheless, says Kathy, I'll give parents the tools and information needed to make the experience more comfortable and enjoyable for children with special needs, their siblings, and themselves. Um, so, yeah, um, again, she's not affiliated with the company at all or, or, or sponsored or endorsed or anything. Uh, she does this all on her own uh, to kind of cover that uh, particular area uh, of Disney uh, fandom, I guess, you know, uh, the special needs. Uh, she has a podcast called The Special Mouse. You can hear her talk about that. Um, she also has a uh, travel blog, which I will post all the links and stuff. Um, she was nominated actually for best travel podcast for the people's choice for last year. So good for her. And, you know, happy to say we were in the the first class of the podcasters mastermind held by Lou Mangiello. So her and I were classmates for the fall. Uh, we're learning more about podcasting and stuff, but anyway, I'll post more of this information. We'll have her on the show to kind of talk about more about her book and everything else. 
Um, but yeah, I just want you know, just talking with her. Dan, she's really in love with the the image that you had put out, man. She's really happy with that. And so, you know, you did a great job and she just loves it. You know, absolutely loves it. <laughs> well, she was a pleasure to work with. All right. So last week we did the prices Right. And we we're talking about how much was that steak? Was it a $52? No, it was a $52 Nautilus. Yeah. $52, uh, no, uh, it was like $100. Was it $108? $108 steak? Mm-hmm. I think um, it was $108 at Shula's. Ah, Shula's. Yeah. So anyway, Chris Sullivan wrote us an email. And this is apparently being covered by quite a few places uh, from Fox, Huffington Post, USADA, USA Today, sorry, MSN, and Eater.com. And, of course, the Disney food blog. And, you know, it's funny. We talked about this dining uh, last week, uh, uh, Lee. And I figure the, the blog that you probably would want to follow is the Disney food blog because I think she Yeah, I took that one out. That's, yeah. that's actually legit food stuff. Like, yeah, she talks about time. food. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. So anyway, yeah, she's, uh, Chris Sullivan wrote in, Mr. Sullivan wrote this in, and he said, just saw this on Haystack. You should put this on the Price is Right game. Uh, you guys should check this video out. And this is uh, Disney World's newest restaurant featuring a $115 steak. And I think, Lee, you had sent me a, an email or something regarding that. Disney World's yeah. newest restaurant is reportedly featuring a $115 steak. Which I guess makes the $105 park ticket seem reasonable in comparison? What, were they going for some sort of tagline like, visit the Magic Kingdom for less than the price of a steak dinner? I'm Jen Markham on Buzz 60. The upscale steak and seafood restaurant The Boathouse is set to open in Disney Springs. And as the Disney Food Blog reports, when they say upscale, they mean it. The menu listed on the My Disney Experience app, which has since been taken down but screen grabbed by the blog, shows the budget-busting steak is called the Tomahawk Long... But uh, this is a, actually a link to the article that uh, Lee had sent me on the Disney Food Black, and we'll put this link in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. But I'm looking down, and this thing's called the Tomahawk Longbone Rib Chop. 32 ounces for two. Yeah, see, that's the difference. This is for two people. Yeah. I mean, I guess... The porterhouse at Shoeless could be for two people too, but this wasn't designed for one person to eat. I mean, it's $115 is still a lot of money, but you I know, know that. it's designed to be for two people. It's, I'm so. looking at a picture of it. And number one, Tomahawk looks, it's a great name for it because it looks yeah, like a Tomahawk. <laughs> it is. Number two, that looks damn delicious. <laughs> and I would be, I would try to do it for one. <laughs> you know, like when I first saw this, I'm like, well, the, the dining plan just went up. Uh, yeah, really. But what I ended up figuring out is that this is probably not going to be. This isn't really a Disney restaurant, right? And this is one right. of those. You know, the, this is by the people who do T Rex and and the Rainforest Cafe and stuff like that. So this is probably you know, not going to be covered in the dining plan for one, and two. If it's one of those T Rex Rainforest Cafes type of places, it, it's probably not going to be all that good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the picture looks great, but. Only time will tell when they open, and I guess we'll have to have a taste test. But look, I was just looking at their porterhouse, which is 28 ounces for two, and it's only 60 bucks. Yeah, that's what they, there's the strategy. It's only $60. It's only $60, yeah. I mean, it's like like about half the price of that tomahawk longbone. Well, maybe there's Eli's uh, walking around the park uh, meal right there. Dude, you're right. Just hold on to that. That big bone right there and just walk around the park with that bad boy. Let the meat dangle, man, and just kind of gnaw it as you whim. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, man. I mean, uh, here's one thing that I, I I truly believe in is, you know, having grown up in sales and, uh, you know, been done, been doing retail my whole life. You don't, first of all, you don't sell out of your own pocket. $115 seems like a lot of money to me and you, but to a steak lover or to a steak aficionado, maybe it's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's expensive to stay at the Poly, but you guys obviously don't. You stay there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, to one person, it's expensive. To one per, another person, it's it's what they want to do with their money. You know, so yeah, I don't judge. I don't judge, man. If, if Disney can charge 115 dollars for it, more power to you. But there again, is it? It's not Disney though. It, it's well, it's whoever, Schusler, whatever it is. The, yeah, but whoever. I mean, if. if if, if people don't want it, then they won't buy it, you know. But I guarantee you there's someone out there that – there's a lot of people out there. I'm sure that that look – they have no problem spending $115 on a piece of meat. I just want to know if that comes with sides. And <laughs> yeah. How the heck do you eat sides with that thing? I'm suspicious enough that it was, it's by the people who do Rainforest Cafe and T-Rex because, you know, we talked about Coral Reef being like the Applebee's of Disney dining. Right. 
this is a step below that when you're talking about T-Rex and Rainforest Cafe. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm curious as to the, the boat. And then, then who knows? This might be their version of, of a more uh, upscale restaurant. But I, I'm curious, but I, I really doubt that I'm going to be booking. Um, I'm, I'm going I'm to be doing a special trip <clears throat> where we have to book from you know, the, the Magic Kingdom or Epcot or something like that because we have reservation plans in downtown Disney for the... Um, for the so boathouse. So you'll be cautious about it. Oh, I'm going to be very cautious. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they have a surf and turf table thing that serves four for 160 bucks. I don't know what that entails, but <clears throat> it's a lot. <laughs> I think I'd rather go to Splitsville. To be, if I'm going to be spending time in downtown Disney, I think I'd rather do that. Just go to Splitsville? Yeah, because you can get sushi over there and bowl. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I, I like sushi. Uh, so anyway, yeah, listeners, let us know what you think about the tomahawk rib chop, long bone, thirty-two ounce Goliath meat gnawing thing. Fred Flintstone. Fred Flintstone. Yeah, this type that makes your car tilt. <laughs> it looks like one the side. thing you're gonna <laughs> get to the drive-in. That's right. That's right. It makes the car fall over. How many Disney restaurants are left over at Downtown Disney? Anybody? Uh, good question. I don't know. Were there Were there any to begin with? Well, I don't know if when like you talk about to begin with when it was Disney Village or when they opened up the whole new Downtown Disney thing. Yeah, I was thinking about like from the very start when they first opened up, like they had the steamboat. Was that Fulton's? Fulton's Crab House. House, yeah. Yeah, was that Disney operated? Uh, Disney owned and operated? Uh, that's a good question because it was something different before that too. And I can't remember the name of it before, they, before it became Fulton's. Like the Lily Bell or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something. You know, it was something like that. I don't remember. I'll have to do. We'll have to do some research. Yeah. Somebody's probably yelling at their iPods, but it's okay. Yes, yell into our speak pipe and let set us straight. Let us know what's up. <laughs> uh, we got another email from Mr. Josh Coco, or otherwise known as Doxy, and he says, "Thanks so much, y'all." And he's talking about because he won the contest, and he sent us his uh, address, but we will not divulge that here. Because Doxy would be an awesome name for me since you have listener X. Can't wait to hear the next episode. We'll be back at Disney next weekend. So if y'all want us to check something out, let us know. Doxy. We got Doxy. a Doxy. What? We have a Doxy. How you like that? Why is that an awesome name? I want to hear this. Is there a story behind Doxy? No, there's no, there's no story about it. What's, does it have something to do with listener X? Doxy? I don't know. Maybe it's a comic book. Listener X was, 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 to me, was a takeoff of Racer X, which is a speed racer thing. Is, is there a comic thing? Where, where's Eli? Eli? <laughs> oh, he just tried calling. I could, I could is pass this a, Is this a comic book reference or something? Doxy? Doxy, yeah. I don't know. Josh, if you're listening, or Doxy, man, tell us. <laughs> maybe we're being idiots, and when you tell us, we'll be like, oh! But yeah, dude, make us do the O. <laughs> let, let us let us know what's up with doxy and so for you yeah that's officially your name now so doxy tell us about why you're doxy and what that has a reference to because we're curious okay that very loud chime it means it's time for the next topic in the queue and uh this is kind of tacking on to a uh previous topic as as it relates to josh uh josh sent us a um an email with his address in it, and he said that he's going to be back at Disney World next weekend, so if we wanted him to check something out, please let uh, uh, him know. And I, I would actually like you to check something out, because we talked about it a lot on our last show. Uh, if you can, and it shouldn't be a lot of money, we're not going to make you go drink the Nautilus, because, uh, well, quite frankly, that's, that's Sean's job, isn't it, Lee? Yeah, that's right. I think we, <laughs> he didn't want to wait three hours in line. Right, but... Sean's there more often, so three hours is, is, is not as valuable as three hours of Josh's time, I, I'm assuming. No offense, Sean. Um, you're our boots on the ground. So I, I would say, uh, Josh, if you could, I don't think this is asking too much. It's not a lot of money. Accordingly, uh, it shouldn't take a whole lot of time, but the behind-the-seeds tour. Why don't you take that behind-the-seeds tour and let us know, is it worth the $20? Was it worth the, what was it, two hours? Is that what we said it was? One hour. One, one hour. hour. Oh, one hour. A okay. one hour tour. Was it worth the one hour? Because I don't think this is something you need to book uh, in advance. Uh, terribly in advance, I should say. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, I guess. Depends on how busy it is, but... I, I would think it wouldn't be too hard to get. I, I don't think so either. Uh, you know, whenever I'm there, you, you see the sign for it where you can sign up. So if you can make that happen, 
We would love to have you on the show and and talk to you about the behind the scenes tour. And while you're at it, can you just get a picture of yourself with the absolutely goofiest hat you can find on property? <laughs> do do that for me. Uh, the goofiest hat on property. Yeah, That's the absolute awesome. worst hat that you could find on property. Now, be careful. You're saying the goofiest hat on property. Doesn't have to be the actual character of Goofy. There but you the, go. The okay. most insane, over the top hat you can find okay so you got two assignments there or one the behind the scenes tour two is a picture that that not, that shouldn't be too hard yeah you don't have to buy it just take a picture yeah and in, in the in the shop itself we don't we don't need you to send anything back to us to let us know that um you know we don't need a receipt just just a pick all right we got a voicemail and also a new show opening from listener x as well as some twitter message let me read the twitter stuff first uh, but he, on Twitter, he sends us a message. He says, Listener X here, love the Price is Right game show on episode 70. You keep it fresh by coming up with new ideas for podcast. <laughs> uh, also, he sends us another message. Says, I love Elijah on At Magic Our Way podcast. Very funny. <laughs> he should have his own segment with listener contest to name it. Uh, listener X out. And he says, sorry, I meant to say Eli. <laughs> <laughs> But I like Elijah. Elijah. <laughs> Dude, Eli will be on the podcast so if he's up in time. Uh, yeah. Eli's sleep schedule. Eli, Eli sleeps very late. Um, I'm assuming he must have just woke up because I called him around, what, six? Yeah. And he's just now calling me back. Uh, so this happens. Actually, Eli is supposed to be on the show. Uh, next week, hopefully. Well, yeah. he's supposed to be on the show next week, but he was supposed to be on the show the previous week, and he slept right through that. <laughs> so Le- Eli's sleep schedule. Eli, he's an artist, so he keeps odd hours. So, yes. but trust me, if there's any way to get Eli on the show, I will do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him on the show. We 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 can't guarantee it'll be frequent. It'll be intermittent, but it won't be completely non-existent. How's that? <laughs> is that is that is that fine? Is that, that'll work for you guys? But yes, anyway, that promises absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So uh, when when Elijah when Elijah Elijah Elijah's on the show, we would be the first to let you know. But anyway, let me go ahead and play his voicemail because he left us a voicemail. Oh, sweet! On our uh, toll free number one eight four four Harambe. That's one eight four four Harambe. And so here we go. Here's his voicemail. Hey, Kevin and Danny. This is uh, Listener X, aka Disney Thanksgiving on Twitter. I just wanted to uh, thank you guys for that wonderful information you provided me uh, about taking uh, my son and me and my wife to uh, Disney World on episode 69. I really appreciate the uh, information. I'm definitely going to put it to good use and uh, just continue keeping up the great work on your uh, podcast. I enjoy listening to it and look forward to the next episode. Take care, guys. Bye. Wow, and thank you. Thank you for taking up the mantle of Listener X because I wanted a Listener X. Yes, he's now Listener X. He is Listener X. Uh, only we know their actual name, but we will not divulge the name. But if well, you unless listen, they want us to. Unless they want us to. But you know, or if, if it's connected to his Twitter account. Oh, yeah, there's that too. I don't, I don't think it is. but uh, It's not? No, on Twitter, he's Disney Thanksgiving. Ah. Not giving. It's not the, the active participle thing, whatever active participle but it's just thanksgiving there's no underscore in there there's no underscore in there oh, so wow. it's just dizzy thanksgiving so he's even more uh sulfur x on twitter because you know <laughs> you just don't know what it is but anyways listener x to you guys if you listen to a few episodes back you might be able to remember who this guy is but anyway yeah he also sent us a show opening man you know i was gonna save it for the next show but i think it, it warrants since sean called down the thunder and wanted so the moeekins to put up some stuff i figure you know i should owe it to sean to at least play this his version of the show opening. You ready for lis- listener access show opening? Oh, God, yeah. Let's hear this. All right, here we go. John Bay, Harambe. <laughs> this is listener X driving down the turnpike, listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. Kevin, Danny, and Lee, whenever you're ready, start the show. How do you like that? See? I never, I like that. I I like never realized that John, John Bo and Harambe could, could, could rhyme. <laughs> if you say John Bay and Harambe, that goes well. Thank you. I like that, actually. That's awesome. Harambo. That's kinda- Harambo? Jumbo oh, Harambo. Jumbo Harambo. Oh, we just gave another listener a way to open. We did? Jumbo Harambo. <laughs> Brothers. Matumbo. Matumbo Dikembe. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Good yeah. job. Yeah, so we'll use that on the next show. And so, yeah, yeah uh, show this a show opening. I left a simple script on the website, but you could do whatever you want. 
you know, like Danny, I artist, you know, you could be artist too. Just do whatever you want. Put some music behind it. You can call from, I don't know if you're swimming. If you want to do it underwater, go for it. I don't know how it sound. I mean, it could sound like, which would be fine. <laughs> and I'll please, use it. Please don't drown trying to record an intro yeah. for the Magic Hour. Yeah, we don't podcast. like to do that. But look, Magic Hour is in no way <laughs> yeah. responsible for <laughs> the actions of our listeners. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's all you have to do, man. Very simple. I left a simple script, but embellish, do whatever you want. Uh, don't try to top Sean. Don't try to top Listener X. Just do your own thing, man. Well, there's all nothing but love here, dude. There's, there's a lot of love here, man. <laughs> and we're going to love you for just doing it. So just Absolutely. come on. Bring yeah. it on. We'll let you label yourself. And if you don't, we'll do it for you. So. Yeah. If you want your own show name for the Magic Our Way, uh, we'll start a running running list, man. You could be number six, whatever. I don't know, like the well, weekend chief <laughs> or something. <laughs> Whatever you want. But anyway, yeah, Listener X, thank you for that. We appreciate it. And uh, you have a good day. All right, next thing we got up is some messages from Mr. Sean Wu himself. Fish Sean Wu on Twitter. You can follow him, you know. Uh, But anyway, he writes on Twitter, great episode number 70. I went to Trader Sam's on Tuesday, packed, and three-hour wait to get a pager to wait (laughs) some more. I left. Three-hour wait to get a pager just to get in the door. Wow. Dude, much love for just attempting that. Yeah, no. Thank you for that. Yeah, I bought a Bayou Nautilus just for doing that. If we can get in. Well, but this is, look, hey, look, this is Fish Sean Wu. This is true. If there's a way to get in there, if there's a way to game the system, he'll figure it out. There's no question. Brought to you by Siemens. (laughs) (laughs) She'll get in there some kind of a way. All right, so anyway. Uh, he also writes, so he says, guys, I talked to Seaman about the Jungle Kingdom restaurant. I just realized how he wrote Jungle Kingdom. Wait, you spoke to who about the Jungle He talked to a CM, a cast oh, member. Oh, a CM. I thought you said And he, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's okay. But anyway, he, he sent us a link to his blog and he was, he was telling, he, he writes a story and we'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, but he talks, uh, talks about the, the whole Jungle uh, cruise inspired restaurant and he talks about uh, kind of what we said last week about there would be our Dan I think you might have mentioned this about out of work jungle cruise captains they would still use their shtick like oh you want water the backside of water directly from Schweitzer Falls <laughs> named after that great 19th century explorer Dr. Eugene Falls Schweitzer Schweitzer <laughs> so uh, anyway yeah um, yeah he talks about that we'll link to his little blog so you can kind of read that uh, he cut, we, uh, talks about what he talked about with that cast member. And he also sent us a Facebook, uh, Facebook message and just kind of reiterate what he talked about in the uh, show opening. He says, did you guys get the new show open? Let's get it together, Magic Way Nation, Moets, Mo, Mo Nation, Moicans. Send in, some show, send in some show opens. Sorry. I'm starting to slur with all those Mo things happening, consonants and stuff. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So thanks, Sean, for calling out, bringing down the thunder, and uh, we at least got one response, so let's see if we can get some more, man. Uh, let's get some more show openings from that. Be part of the show, and like I guarantee it, we'll put you on a rotation uh, so you'll be heard more than once. Or we may even sprinkle it throughout the show. Who knows? Next message we got. We got a lot of stuff from our listeners this week, man. I'm pretty happy with that. It's good to hear from you guys. Uh, but anyway, Mr. Peas and Carrots, at Peas and Carrots 3 on Twitter. I don't know his real name, but he's Peas and Carrots. And so everybody needs their Peas and Carrots. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to eat that long bone steak chop for $118, whatever, you might as well have some Peas and Carrots on the side for a little help. Yeah, I was thinking this was a Forrest Gump right? Uh, that reference. was Jenny and me was like Peas, peas and Carrots. And carrots. <laughs> oh, I took it to steak. But yeah, that works. Yeah, you're right. It's probably, it's probably Forrest Gump. Well, Peas and Carrots, if you're listening, if it's Forrest Gump references, just let us know. But it, I'm sure peas and carrots go well with steak. But I digress. Uh, but he says he, he enjoyed the Price is Right show as well. And, he, and I quote, he says, I played along with the Price is Right and beat you guys a few times. Smiley face. <laughs> Actually, sorry, it's a winky face. Can, but, I, say, can I say something real quick? Go ahead, say something. You know, this is like, okay, I, and I'm sure he did. But, you know, it's like when, you, when you're playing at home and you're watching uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And you're like, oh, yeah, I know this. But like when you have to actually guess and like you're trying to you're trying to manipulate your answers based upon what the other people are guessing because you're trying to cover their over and under. Yep. It it does drastically change it. So if if you were here playing with us and if we do this game again, we're having him on. Well, you know what's funny about that you say that, but I did, you know, I'm on the Twitter a lot. Okay. And so I converse with a lot of our fans and stuff. And so I, I you invited are the man him on, when it comes to that. Yeah, I invited him on the show next time we do that show to come play along. He said he'd love to. 
So, Lee, can we have a second shot at doing this game? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it went real well. I've got plenty of information. We only just really scratched the surface. Uh, with it. Yeah, so we've got plenty of uh, opportunities to, to revisit this, and you know, we could do an annual uh, prices right uh, game, something like that. So, annual yeah, or monthly or, or bi-monthly? Yeah, or say, let's set this up for quarterly, next month. Let's quarterly? Try, can we do next month? Let's do next month. We'll get Eli back on. We'll do next month. We'll have them on. We'll have peas and carrots. We we, we will because like like I said like if you win, if you're right and you're really good at this, then that means you're gonna win a category. And once you bid first, I'm I'm hovering right around that bid. <laughs> that's why that's why I'm gonna bid because yeah. the, it it is well possible he knows a lot more than us when it comes to uh, because as you admitted last time. You know, you don't necessarily partake in the dining options over there. I'm always on the dining plan, so it is it's very possible. Yeah, it's very so possible. I'd be curious to see how that works out. It'd be fun. Yeah, we have to have them on the show and do play that game. So, yeah, peas and carrots, you're on, man. So we'll let you know and be in touch once we get everything set up. All right, so I posted an article on Facebook. If you don't follow us there, make sure you do, because uh, I'll throw some things up there as quickly as I find them. But anyway, there's something going around Facebook that says Anastasia, the movie Anastasia, if you remember that, with Rasputin and all those people, um, done by Fox. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a thing saying that Disney bought the rights to it, everything, you know. And so people were asking me, and it's like, you know, I need, I need to cross-reference this, because this is the first time I've heard it. And, you know, not everything on Facebook is true. No. I know. I know what you're what? thinking. I, like, for shame on me for saying that, but, you know, it's true. It's just not everything is true on Facebook. I'm, I'm laying it down. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. I'm bringing down the thunder, brother. Mr. Anonymous actually wrote in, and he had some good insights. So I'm going to just go ahead and read what he wrote. Um, because, well, I'll, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let him state his point, and then I'll, I'll put my little spin on it. But anyway, uh, it says, Mr. Anonymous here. I'm sure Lasseter would be honored to work with Don Bluth and to try to get him back into the Disney family. But Fox's Blue Sky Animation Company is doing fine. They wouldn't be quick to sell or even license rights when they could make money off their own properties and DVD sales of the cartoon. Now, DreamWorks was bleeding money. They might sell a moneymaker to get li uh, li liquidity, liquidity. Sorry, But I can't see Fox doing it now. Rio 2 had a 400% profit, and they got paid, he said. <laughs> That's how he wrote it. They got paid. Uh, but anyway, only way I could, I could see it working is if the story writes reverted back to Don Bluth after 20 years, which is doubtful. Ellis Iger himself says Disney bought a new princess and she's got a release date. I say <laughs> no. Fox could be floating the rumor to see if there's an interest in a live action film or Disney's lawyers could find a way to do it without the cartoon rights. Many people think it's a Disney cartoon these days anyway. But don't expect to see the castle in front of the cartoon title scenes anytime soon. Which, you know, pretty interesting. Very interesting. Uh, is it really that viable of a property right now? Well, I, you know, for me, when I, for, I remember when it came out, I thought it was a pretty decent movie. But, you know, and my kids, you know, when they saw it, they really enjoyed that movie. But always in the back of my head after all these years, it's like, you know, um, especially now that I've seen it again because my kids wanted to watch it. It's like uh, Disney on the production side of things would have probably done it a lot better. You know, as yeah. far as story flow and how the animation goes and the songs and stuff. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of a neat little story. It's 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 unique. I I enjoy the story itself. Well, you know, you know again, these are these characters are in the public domain, right? Rasputin, yeah, Anastasia. Yeah. I mean, these these are real figures that existed at one point in yeah. time. I imagine you know anybody could do something with this. But I think it's the fact that the people identify when they think of that story, they identify that particular movie. After all the, I mean, really, it's, I, I've seen it at least twice, and I don't really remember yeah. much about the actual movie itself. I'm, I'd be surprised if this is if this movie is having you know a, a, a very a very ardent fan base. I mean, yeah, well, that's the tough part. It's like you know, at least for me, I don't know for other people, but there's a lot of things that don't really stick. Yeah, like I notice a lot of the music isn't as good as I thought it could have been, right. at least for that. Um, just because it just didn't stick, you know, it's like back in the day when they're trying to compete with Disney back in Disney's, you know, Eisner's age, uh, they use the same formula. You have the, the heroine and the, the hero, the unlikely hero with the, uh, immortal force, uh, with his, you know, sidekicks, you know, the mm -hmm. little silly sidekicks and stuff, mm -hmm. almost a similar formula of what they were doing. Disney was doing, and, and it was their attempt at doing it. So it's, you know, 
or do people kind of mistake it for Disney movie? Uh, yeah, absolutely they do. Probably because it's that same type of formula. Um, is it a lot of it is memorable to me? Not necessarily. I remember the story. Um, I couldn't sing a song. You know, I could try, but it doesn't stick in my head as well. Uh, no offense to fellow musicians, but yeah, I'm sorry, it just didn't work for me. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just there's a lot of things I thought that would really could have been better with that movie. You know, and the storyline and everything else. Yeah, what was the psychic? It was like a bat or something, or yeah, uh, was, a rat, or yeah, he looked like a bat. He looked like the brain from Pinky the Brain with what? bat wings. <laughs> That's what he reminded me of. <laughs> and he had a little uh, Russian accent or something like that. It's kind of weird. Uh, that was a terrible Im- Im- imitation, but um, uh, I, I don't know how to describe his accent, but it was unique. Oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm, I'm seeing him now. Yeah, You're right. It is a little Pinky and the Brain-esque. Yeah, Brain-esque. And that was about the same time when Pinky the Brain was out there. And they just threw some little wings on him or whatever. Rasputin or something like that. But anyway. But um, like, didn't he also do like Fievel? They, were they, DreamWorks, yeah, they did. Okay, but the, that was... American was that, Tale, yeah. Was that Don Bluth as well? I, I don't remember, to be honest. Okay. We, we can look that up. Yeah, they all have that same look. They do. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, we just looked it up. Yeah, American Tale, yeah, was, was another Don Blue film as well. And that at least, that had a song that stuck in my mind, with the, the Somewhere Out There song. Yeah, yeah, that was all over the radio and Oh, stuff. that was big. The duet. That yeah. one, that one I thought did better than Anastasia, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, yeah, and I think they made like a sequel or two to it. Yeah, something goes to America or something. I forgot what the name of it. I remember what you're talking about. I never saw it. No, me either. I, I mean, it wasn't that it. big of a deal. <laughs> no. Five O Goes West. Five O Goes West. That's it. I know Five O was going somewhere, but I couldn't remember where he was going. Um, but anyway, yeah, it could, could be interesting. You know, I, uh, I haven't seen anything to confirm that. So as far as I know, that's all just speculation and rumors. So. I think so. I can't even imagine Disney be anxious to get its hands on on properties that, again, that these are dead properties right now. Right, right. <laughs> They've got enough to worry about with resurrecting the Muppets, Star Wars, uh, you name it. So, Danny, we talked about Muppet Moments last show. Yes, we did. And this show, we're going to talk about the Muppet Show possibly coming back. You know, they, they, look, hey, I love this. All right, so you love it. Yes. <laughs> yes, Kevin. Yes, I love it. I love the idea that they're trying to keep this brand going. I really do. I think that uh, the Muppet Show is... Um, Oh, man, the Muppets are just, they're a very real part of my childhood as much as we sit in there just talking about uh, American Tale and Anastasia. And it's like, okay, they came out, they had their moment, and then they were gone just as quick as they showed up. The Muppets yeah. were around, and they were a mainstay throughout the 80s, right. early 90s. I would love to th- see them make a comeback, I- if at all possible. And I think this is a great way to do it. Uh, get them back on television, a variety show type of thing. Yeah. You- you're talking, I mean, they're owned by Disney, so you got to imagine... <laughs> If they're able to put something like this together, they're going to get good gas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to figure, like, every one of the uh, the new Star Wars castmates, uh, the the Avengers, any of those. I mean, the, everybody under that, that Disney Marvel umbrella is going to show up on the show. So, I mean, I'd love to see them do it. So, I'd love to see this happen. Yeah, so the article states, and I'll quote from that straight from that, says, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the concept would showcase the regular Muppets cast gathering outside of ABC Studios looking to start a series revival, but must convince Miss Piggy to come on board before doing so. <laughs> you know, pretty typical in Muppet fashion. Yeah. Know? And there's always got to be Miss Piggy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I'd look, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. If it comes back, I'd be very happy as well. You know, I'd have one condition to wanting to see this come back. I, I'll watch it come back no matter what. Yeah. But I've got one condition, one thing that I'd like to see them do. And that is? bring Frank Oz back into the fold. I don't know how. I don't know if you let him talk Miss Piggy and Fozzie and all them again. I don't know if you, you let... I don't care if he's an executive producer in some kind of a way. He needs to be involved. He needs to be involved. Yeah. If you can pull that off, God bless. I will watch whatever y'all come up with. But that man's a genius. He embodies the spirits of the Muppets more so. I mean, obviously it was Jim Henson, but you know, since Jim's passing, it's... When you think Muppets, you think Frank Oz. That's the next guy down. And then they need to figure out a way to bring him back into the fold. Jerry Nelson's gone. Richard Hunt's gone. Dave Goles and Steve Whitmire are the only two really left yeah. uh, from the original. And, and Steve Whitmire wasn't even part of really the original crew. So, I mean, um, 
I would love to see if they can get Frank Oz back into the fold in some kind of a way. Uh, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Only time will tell, and I'm looking forward to seeing what becomes of this. Yeah, just dangle that next big Disney. Yeah, that I'm sure Yoda will come back and dangle that check. You know, that's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> so Danny, what, let me ask you this: What did you think about the last two uh, Muppet movies? Oh man, I like the first one. I love the first one. Yeah, I really it, liked it, it a lot. And, and, and was that the one with Amy Adams? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I think a lot a of people, unfairly, like, you know, a lot of people say, well, it wasn't like the original kind of Muppets. And it wasn't. It, it, it's not going to be. But it, was, but it had the same, I thought it had the same, same vibe? sensibilities. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it had the same spirit, but I don't think go. it had the same. <sighs> I. It was noticeably different. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, uh, it's like it, the spirit was there, and they were they were in they were right around where they needed to be without being exactly there. And the they flesh. were circling the block, but they weren't at the house. If if, if that makes any sense. But the flesh was somewhat willing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the second one. Um, Again, an enjoyable little movie. And you know what? To be quite honest with you, and I'm a huge Muppets fan. I know some people take this as sacrilege. I, I loved the Muppet movie. The Great Muppet Caper was okay. No, the Muppet movie is the best. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. But of all the whole franchise, the, the first one was definitely the best. Muppet oh, yeah. Caper, though, honest feelings, were you really all that? You know, it, it had its moments, but it wasn't anything uh, overly remarkable. Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan again not even I thought it was the weakest one of the series I didn't really particularly care for it all that much so I mean they had their misfires as well um, under Jim Henson and Frank Oz and all those guys I mean they, they had their misfires Muppet movie was a masterpiece everything else I mean it, it had you know good moments bad moments that kind of thing so I didn't mind the the second Muppet movie as, as much um but it didn't necessarily walk, make you walk away saying, wow, I can't wait till the next installment. You kind of walked away like, okay, kind of seen everything I need to see there. So either way, Daddy, you're saying that Frank Oz needs to be back. Frank Oz needs to be back, perhaps even Andy Williams. One of the, the, they need to get Frank back, though. All right, so speaking of Yoda. So, Lee, we're talking about Star Wars weekends. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, how about... Uh, from Disney Travel News, celebrities and entertainment announced for Star Wars Weekends 2015 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, this article is a couple weeks old, so you may have seen it out there. But, uh, you know, we're all big Star Wars fans, and uh, so I definitely wanted to bring it up. So, um, uh, Star Wars Weekends return to Disney Hollywood Studios uh, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 15th through June 14th. Um, this year's event welcomes a new show, Star Wars Rebels. New locations for autograph sessions and merchandise, and several Star Wars luminaries making their first hyperspace jump to Star Wars Weekends. I think everyone knows, if you don't know, you should know what Star Wars Weekends is about, but uh, I would like to just kind of give you an overview of these people, and, and I'll, I hate to admit it, I'm not that good with who the actors are and all that stuff, but I'm sure if you're a huge Star Wars fan, you will know these people. So, um, for, so for the first weekend, May 15th through 17th, uh, Ian McDermott. He's, oh, he's the uh, that's the Emperor. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How do you say that? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. That's right. No, I mean, how do you say Ian? Ian McDermott. McDermott. Okay. So he's a uh, Senator Emperor Senator Emperor Palpatine. Amy Allen, who is Ayala Secura from the Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and Tia Tia. Man, I, I'm slaughtering everyone's <laughs> names. Um, Take two. She's, also, she's Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Uh, the next weekend, uh, May 22nd through 24th, you got Warwick Davis mm -hmm. um, from Phantom Menace, Return of the Jedi, Star Wars The Force Awakens. He was Ewok. And, and a couple okay, of cool. uh, Silas Carson. He is uh, Newt Gunray from The Phantom Menace. Star Wars Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, and Vanessa Marshall, who is Hera Syndulla from Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, I'm more of an original trilogy type of person. Yeah, yeah, I don't keep up with the cartoons as much. Yeah, I, you know, look, hey, I would have kept, if, if not for the prequels, I would have digged the cartoons. Like, I would have made it a point to check them out, but the prequels kind of made me not care about that universe. Yeah. 
Now you got uh, the third weekend is again Warwick Davis mm-hmm. from Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Everything. And then you got uh, Daniel Logan, who is plays Boba Fett on mm-hmm. Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Steve Bloom, who plays Zeb Aurelius from Star Wars Rebels. Weekend four, June fifth through seventh, Ray Park, who plays Darth Maul. Right. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Bullock who plays Boba Fett in Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and also Return of the Jedi. That's pretty cool. Boba Fett. Boba yeah. Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Ashley Eckstein, who is from The Clone Wars. Yep. And the last weekend, you've got Frank Oz, who plays Yoda. Um, Peter Mayhew, who is Chewbacca. Chewbacca. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Taylor Gray, who is Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels. And again, Ray Park, Darth Maul. That kills me. It, that that is such a that is that makes me want to try and figure out a way to get up there in June to see Frank Oz. If nothing more, like I've got no interest. Like I'm a Star Wars fan, and I love the original trilogy. The pre the the, the prequels, no. But I I will see. Uh, I saw all of them. I've seen all of them more than once, and I will see the next set of movies. Um, but I would love to see Frank Oz just for his work on the Muppets. <laughs> just, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm more of a Muppets fan than I am a Star Wars fan. Yeah, it would be so worth it just to shake that man's hand and say thank you. Tangled. Tangled. <laughs> uh, That's more- how you intro that. Yeah. <laughs> More Disney travel news here. Uh, new Tangled the Musical stage show coming to Disney Cruise Line. In November 2015, the endearing characters and captivating music of the animated film Tangled will enchant audiences once again, this time as an original stage show, Spectacular at Sea, aboard the Disney Magic. The first time the beloved Disney television had ab- adapted for the stage. Yeah, so the new show will premiere during the November 11, 2015 four-night Bohemian sailing aboard the Disney Magic, which will sell four nights in the Bahamas, five night Western Caribbean cruises from Miami beginning September 30th, 2015 through the new year. So that's cool. Tangled's a good movie. Be interesting to see what they do with that. Well, isn't there a rumor that it's going to replace the Beauty and the Beast stage show over at the Hollywood Studios? Oh, uh, that would not be a bad thing. I didn't hear that, but I mean, that'll be all right. That show's been there forever. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. All right, last thing is just a little conversation we t- had on Facebook here. Uh, I, if you remember, we talked about on last show about the Disneyland band, how they're getting recast. Uh, but anyway, I threw that up on Facebook, and I put the title. It says, A More Interactive Band, with a question mark. And Mr. Sullivan wrote, he says, Interactive means all you talented old guys out and all you semi-talented, good-looking 25-year-olds in. <laughs> and then I wrote, this is exactly what that is. And then Listener X wrote, is that what Lee meant when he said Disneyland was getting its own magic band? <laughs> hey! Nice. Da-da-da. That's a long way for a setup for a little joke, but I liked it. Uh, it was worth reading. Thank you guys for doing that and participating on Facebook. And yeah, if you, you know, I'm always on Facebook. I'm always on Twitter. I don't know if that's going by the wayside as far as social media. I'm hearing like there's other things people are migrating to, but you know, at least I'm on there and I'll catch up with everybody else in the near future but anyway this is that's fun catch me on there whenever you can catch me if you can all right seriously now the very last thing i figure out this is a little lanyap we're throwing in the queue here um but in show 70 um if you know at one time we did two shows uh on one night recording uh one was this show and the other one was the and another thing podcast uh that i wasn't i was just more or less just a, a producer kind of thing i contribute when i can but i was more or less danny and eli's show thing happening there but anyway uh when we had eli on the show last week uh lee threw in a little reference to aat podcast <laughs> and uh you wanted to see if anybody out there listening who happens to, i don't know if we have any too much crossover between our show and aat and another well, I, thing, I would hope not <laughs> yeah and another thing is a lot more adult and it's not disney related it's more hot topic kind of a thing uh, more or less but uh it's a lot more dirty that's an understatement. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but anyway. And that show is on hiatus as as we speak, and yes. that's it's for no other reason than Eli and I just wanted to take a break for a while. Yep, yep. Uh, but anyway, Lee used to, is one of those crossovers. He used to listen to the other show as well, and uh, he threw in a reference in there, and so he was just curious to see if anybody uh, caught that AAT reference. And if you did, man, shoot us an email. Let you know. Let us know what you think it was. 
Um, uh, are we doing a prize or anything for this dude, or just uh, if anybody catches it? Or well, hey, if if you go through the trouble of uh, going back and maybe episoding through all the uh, old at a, at a, another thing podcasts, and you do your research and you find it that way, I could probably find a prize to throw at you. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out something. Boy, you better give him a really serious prize for yeah, for him to come through. Yeah, you'd have to really earn it, you know. Y- you would. So you gotta you gotta entice him a little bit more than that, Lee. Give him give him a brass ring to reach for. Well, while he's thinking about something, I just warn you: if you decide to do that, AAT is not for the faint of heart. No, it is labeled explicit for a reason. So that feed is still up, and you can still hear all those back episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just gotta warn you: if you're, you know, if fans like me, and you know, I, I tread the line. I, I'm a Kevin Smith fan, so you, if you know any of his work, you know any of his podcasts, it's uh, along the same kind of humor and kind of thing. And then also jump back and forth to the clean land of Disney fandom. You know, but then also listen to Kingdom Cast, which kind of does both for me. So anyway, uh, yeah, I just got to warn you. Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. So don't just, uh, da- you know, download that show and just go like, hey, I'm going to listen to Danny and Kevin again. No. <laughs> hey, kids. Uh, hey, this is not. We're going to listen to this podcast. on the way to school. That's right. This is not that podcast. This That's a totally different podcast. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, so Lee, you ready to give him a brass ring to reach for? Yeah, get, give him something really good here, Lee. You got you got to pay it off because th- it may take them listening to a couple of shows before they realize something shiny. Uh, I do have. I I got I got a Disney game on Xbox, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, is it the Disneyland Connect Adventure thing where you, no. you, you get to explore Disneyland? Uh, so I guess it's so, Disney really. Universe. Oh, okay, okay, what are you talking uh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, oh, it might be Epic Epic Mickey. Oh, Epic e- Mickey. Epic Mickey. Yeah, that's okay. where he's painting things. Yeah, I've got one of those. I can't remember which one I have, but for some reason, I've got an extra one. So For the Xbox? Yeah, for Xbox. So oh, if anyone go. can figure out what that reference is, then sure, it's yours. There you Ooh. go. That's a big one. If you've got an Xbox and you want... If anyone that has Xbox that wants to go through the trouble of listening to all the AAT episodes... And I gotta uh, warn you, they're not pretty. I think I think your your extra game is pretty safe. You know, yep. If we get a call from the individual whose name he's looking for, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go. No, it's, right. it, it, this is like a long range contest because I don't think anybody's gonna get this on this show. But you know that actually, you know that that's not a bad idea. L- l- it's an o- it's an open contest. Yeah, yeah there we'll just leave is it open no time until someone can figure it out. Right. Well, Three have, years from now, if somebody comes up and says, hey, y'all were talking about blah, 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 you still win. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so right. great. That's right. Yeah, there you go. So we'll do that. And then we'll have regular contests again in the near future. So anyway. Of course, by then they won't have Xboxes anymore. No, it'll be yeah, out of date. Exactly. virtual reality thing that you matrix plug into the back of your head. A little chip inside your finger and you right. kind of move it around. So. Hi, I'm Herb Leibacher from worldofwalt.com and the World of Walt podcast, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. So yeah, you're probably thinking, wait a minute, this is not the hub. We're going straight to the end here. But you got to think, well, it looks like this show went two hours or if not more. So Kevin decided to split it up into two releases. So yeah, that's what I'm actually doing. Uh, this is seventy show 71A, and uh, hopefully this weekend I'll be able to get out 71B, the other half, the hub part, where we actually talk about the March Madness stuff that Lee had done. So anyway, um, yeah, just to kind of save the year, some download times, so we can split it up, so, you know, just to kind of help you guys out. Uh, but anyway, just a uh, reminder, go to www.magicrway.com, and you can find everything Magic Our Way related, so all our social media stuff. Uh, all the ways to get in touch with us, all the ways to download the show. And you can also read a little bit about uh, me, Danny, and Lee, as well as kind of get a rundown of how the show goes and formats and archives and past episodes and all this kind of business. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, go to that website and it'll take care of all of your Magic Our Way needs. And of course, if you want to book a vacation with Lee, uh, you can go to his Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash travel. Or you can email him at lee at mmvagent.com. Or you can call him directly at area code 832-570-5490. And also, while you're at it, go ahead and check out his main company's website, Magical Moments Vacations, Maine. 
uh, which it's also on Facebook, or you could just Google Magical Moments Vacations. They are an earmarked travel agent, so uh, definitely do that and support him, and he can help you out with all of your vacationing needs. So anyway, we'll see you guys on the second half of this show where we'll talk about the Hub and the March Madness results of Lee's uh, brackets that he put together. So anyway, hope you guys have a great week. My name is Kevin. Magic out. Yes, there we go. All right. All right, are we ready to move on to the next thing? Yeah, is Lee okay over there? He's, yeah, go ahead. I'm he's working. He's working trying hard. Trying to figure out the going on with this yeah you tell me you were furiously typing yeah uh, I, I thought maybe it was my go ahead dude <laughs> it's all right. well, well we got okay it. so first sometimes if the magic kingdom is open later than midnight you can't do it until one o'clock their time so that oh. may be what's going on here so are they they're open till midnight tonight i don't know look probably what's going on you got it danny or you, uh, you, you take your end i'll take my end all right, I'm going to turningplans.com. Google search Magic Kingdom hours. Searching Google for Magic Kingdom hours. Ah, they're cl- open till one. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be able to do it till actually midnight on our time. Okay. Cool. Well, I feel better now. That's okay. Good. Okay. Woo! I was, man, I was like, what the hell? How'd you get one? I got 9 a.m. till 11 p.m. I got eight to. One. I went to Turning Plans. Good job. Hey, this is an advertisement for Turing Plant. So if you want it, we just proved y'all stuff to be good. It better than Google? Better than Google. Yeah, Google search. Look at that. Mm-hmm. It's better. Seven out of ten crowd calendar, too. I didn't even know we were taping that. Uh, I'm just leaving it roll. I'm not going to stop it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to figure out how to use that in there. But anyway. Can't stop. All right. Turing Plants, we love your stuff, man. You know, help us out. Help a brother out. <laughs> that might be a blooper thing. I don't know.